What the fuck happened? I don't know. Also, there's an echo. Yeah, you sound like a robot now. Oh, no. Levi sounds fine. You sound fine, Brendan. Steven sounds like Megatron. (laughs) (laughs) The cube. The cube. Oh, motherfucker. Why is there an echo? Oh. (laughs) I lied. He doesn't sound like Megatron. He sounds like a Power Rangers villain. Holy fuck, we gotta call it quits and re- resume After this. 10,000 years, I'm finally free. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to conquer. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <coughs> Alpha, we need five states for that food. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, That's fucking great! Oh my god! Welcome back to the Cinemaniacs with your beloved host, me, Steven. Me, Brendan. And me, Levi. Yeah, and we're back once again <laughs> to talk about more movies. Except, you know, they're, they're, they're mostly spooky, except one. Like Los Spookies on HBO? No. You mean Ghost on CBS? No, I mean horror movies. And you mean Scream on MTV? I will end this call right now. <laughs> but no, no. Today, today is our like kind of Halloween themed episode, but also not really because we have to talk about Dune. That can be a Halloween movie. <clears throat> I don't think it could be. I don't know. Baron Harkonnen is pretty scary. I mean, he ain't the best looking. I don't think that means he's scary. That's mean. I mean, he'd just be floating. Yeah, he's ascended. He's transcended. Fair. (laughs) But yeah, this is our Halloween episode. Because right now, as of this recording, it is October 29th. Yeah. Tonight's agenda is um Halloween Kills, Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, and Dune. Hell yeah. Part one. Yes, Dune Part One as we know it about. It doesn't say that on the post. It says but it, it says in, in the credits. Movie. Very bold of them to do. That was that was pretty fucking awesome. I'm not gonna lie. That got me really excited. Yeah. <laughs> the movie hadn't even begun and you're already like, Yes, part two's coming. <laughs> part one ah! <laughs> we can start this episode off by talking about Halloween Kills. The sequel. 
to Halloween 2018. Hell yeah. Um, um, well, I, I, I guess I'll talk. I guess I'll like do a quick rundown of this one since sure. we all we all have a movie to talk about. So I'm gonna do Dune I'll and leave. I can do this paranormal activity. Halloween Kills is literally is the direct sequel of Halloween 2018, which is a sequel to the very first Halloween from 1978. 1978. So, uh, yeah, and honestly, we I'm like we can't talk about Halloween Kills without talking about 2018. Yes, like so. Yeah, that was a considering it. It literally takes place takes minutes place. after. Yeah. Up immediately after. Like, yeah, left so, off. yeah, so we kind of like actually have to talk about that one. So, yeah, there's a, a very super bare bone thing of Halloween 2018. Literally, it is a sequel to Halloween 1978. It is 40 years after the inciting incident of the three, the surprisingly just three. When I sat here and watched Halloween Kills, I was like, what the fuck, three? Yeah. Yeah, the three murders that happened in 78. It's been 40 years since that happened. And honestly, Lori, like Lori has been a traumatized mess since that. Which, to be fair, she narrowly escaped being murdered by a serial killer. So, valid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so after 40 years, she has really just not, has has not really recovered from that. And you can tell because she is not close to her family, like to her ex- her family at all. She is very much estranged from her daughter. And she barely even knows that her grandchild exists to a degree because they don't, there's little, to, there's literally like little to no connection there. And as as you know, it's it's Halloween. Things happen because they have to. So Michael Myers gets transferred to a new facility, or he's supposed to. And then the bus crashes, and literally everything happens again, except he kills more than three people this time. Yeah. And but this time, God, Lori's he killed prepared. like six. He killed like six people at least in the in the 2018 one. He doubled he killed, his kill count. He quite a bit. So she had a full house plan to just like finally get rid of him, and it succeeded. She did it along with her daughter and granddaughter, and because of that, like it's just it's just really good. It's a good story, and of course, we bring back a few of the characters from um, the first Halloween, not only in their characters from the movie, but they're like aren't aren't they like the same actors from them too? I think the actress who played Marion is. I don't know about Lonnie and Tommy. Anthony uh, or, Michael Hall is not the same. Like that wasn't Anthony Michael Hall in the '78 one. Playing okay. Film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if they like brought them back for um for this movie as well. I wasn't really sure. I know I said it with uh with you, Stephen, but I'll say it again for the podcast. 
as bad as as the Halloween, like the original Halloween sequels were, I do kind of wish that we got Paul Rudd back as Tommy. But I understand why they didn't do it for this movie because this is not a character that that Paul Rudd would play. Yes, this is true. For how like, it's written, like I will say, like Curse of Michael Myers, um, Tommy, he's like it's been what it's been like not even like 20 years since that happened yeah it's been like a little bit so he's like i'm like tommy jarvis and curse mark is more of like a young adult like like late teen young adult so that like yeah that that pans out to like how he would be in that movie but also that movie is bullshit and no one cares about it so anyway yeah um, this, and I, honestly, I like this depiction of Tommy anyway, because he's, he's someone, once again, he's someone that you can see was very much affected by everything that happened with Michael in yes. 78. Yes. And it it shows a lot as you watch this movie, how much it affected him and, of course, the rest of this town. And... It's surprisingly a pretty solid movie. Mm-hmm. I I never, you know, I never come, I never walk into these movies being like, man, I'm gonna find the next cinematic masterpiece watching a fucking Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I never walk into those movies expecting that. I don't understand people that that expect like the next Citizen Kane. <laughs> it's a like, fucking slasher movie. Like, yes, and I know that slashers can be, like, I mean, not I don't want to say good, but they can be, like, movies that anyone can enjoy, even, like, the general, like, from, like, general audience to, like, super harsh film critics. Like, slashers are movies that everyone can enjoy, but, like, <laughs> slashers aren't made for, like, super, like, super high and mighty film critics. They're just made for people to just sit in a movie and be entertained for like 90-ish minutes. Yeah. I will say there's one specific plot point that, as I think about it, bothers me. And I know we haven't heard Levi's opinion yet. (laughs) But I just want to say it. Am I allowed Mm -hmm. to say kind of a spoiler? Yes. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen it, so we we can have a light spoiler discussion. I didn't mind the the I, Stephen. Me and you didn't mind the plot point of the patient, mm-hmm. the escaped, uh, the escaped, the escaped mental patient. Yeah, yeah. But there's the whole thing of they don't know what Michael Myers looks like because they have never seen Michael Myers without his mask on. Yeah. But in the beginning, there's the news broadcast of the bus, and they show Michael's face. But do they say? I, but they don't say that that's him, though, do they? I don't. I don't think they did. But I don't know why they wouldn't have. I. Like, why I would, mean, why I don't know either. Have, if they have a picture of him, why would they not mm-hmm. say the people that have escaped are this person and Michael Myers? Yeah. The man who and, terrorized Haddonfield, Illinois in 1978. So that people yeah. would know what he looked like so they would know, 
oh shit, that's Michael Myers. I shouldn't interact with him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be fair, I think that more so plays into the movie as a whole. Because not gonna lie to you, I don't think that with what happens in like the hospital, I don't think it wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah, that's fair. Which is also like like you said, the, the plot with the um escape patient is surprisingly a pretty solid plot point that I don't hate. Yeah, I don't hate it either. I don't I don't know why people hated it. Yeah, like I like it's like I don't think this movie would have been great if it was just Michael just doing his thing for a full ninety minutes. Again. Because that's not what these movies fully do all the time. Yeah. But yeah, like it's nice to have like a different plot go into it. And one yeah. that actually has some sort of a message to it as well. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Like I really like that's like I don't care about mid plot points like that, like in the middle plot points, but I really did I really did think that was a pretty nice point. Yeah. Now Levi <laughs> What do you got a bitch and moan about? Oh <laughs> Hey now. You're gonna be the person that uh that all of the people that hated this movie can relate to, so you're gonna explain why people hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um uh Guys, the the only the only good thing about this movie was seeing Michael Myers' killings. That was it. Everything else was ass. Why? Like, Why was it ass? Oh, bro, the acting was so fucking terrible. Lori wasn't even in it that long. The fucking patient plot point, I fucking hated that shit. The film was just dragged out and was long and. I did not care for it. It just seemed unrealistic to me for people coming in and being like, now listen up, the boogeyman is back. So everybody, we need to work together to bring this fucker down. And then everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll join in the fight. Yeah, yeah, we think Coolsville sucks. <laughs> no, it just... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the acting was fucking terrible. It was... The the only thing that really made me like smile and go, oh, during which I was upset I wasn't with you guys. I was I saw it with my mom, but so I my mom. I, know where, I think I know where this is going. My my mom thought it was weird, or I, my mom th- probably thought it was weird, or she'd never see me like that. Every time I'd go like, oh, or, oh, every time like Michael did some sort of killing or whatever, I was like, oh shit. But um, it that that was the only thing I liked about the movie otherwise everything else was like so fucking terrible not good at all you're, I mean, you're, you're gonna sit here and you're gonna tell me if you don't fuck with Big John and Lil John how dare you <laughs> <laughs> that's rude On that's... that is rude fuck Big, you Big John was in El Camino he was uh, Once know. again, you wouldn't know that if you haven't seen fucking Breaking Bad. I, I haven't. I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember which John was which John. I just Little uh, John was the uh, tall one, and Big John was was the guy that was smoking pot. 
I, I don't remember which John either of those. You know what? Or... That's okay. Whatever. <laughs> Big John had the dark hair. I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I enjoyed Halloween 2018. Same. But... I really enjoyed the 2018 Halloween, and this one was a big fucking letdown compared to how good the 2018 one was. I didn't I didn't dislike this one. I will oh, say, no. I will say, I think that this one is definitely, like, definitely feels like a part two of a three-part mm-hmm. series. And I think if we watch all, like, if whenever the third one comes out, Halloween ends... And we watch all three of them back to back. People will not dislike Halloween Kills as much. Uh, I, I don't know about that one. The only thing with Halloween Kills that helps out for the next one is uh, the three specific people that Michael killed at the end. But other than that, it's it, it was the two towers of the trilogy. It were everything are was you, pointless. And are you fucking? Matter. Are you kidding me? It, it was the are you the sitting? <laughs> are you sitting here and telling me that fucking Two Towers is not the best movie of the fucking trilogy? You're, yeah, you're really fucking saying Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers is the worst of the trilogy? Absolutely. Absolutely. How fucking dare Even you? Elizabeth just said motherfucker. Return <laughs> of, of course. Return of the you King. Fucking like, you like Return of the Fucking King? The best one out of all three. You guys said Return of the King is the best one. And then Fellowship of the the Ring. They're all good, but like if I if they're all good, but Two Towers is is the best. Oh no! As someone who didn't even watch Lord of the Rings until fucking like two years ago, same. Two Towers is the best of all three of them. The best part of (laughs) Halloween Kills is easily the fucking car. Yes. The car is like the the car is one of the is is a great part of that movie. You talking about at the park? Yes. Yeah. yeah That's that the was... best fucking part. When he's walking, <laughs> the car, when he's walking up to the car, shooting, and he kicks the fucking car door. Yes. <laughs> that was funny. Oh my god! Like when so I will say, and... Levi, I wish you were there for that because that was. Me that was the... watch that together. We fucking lost <laughs> it. Oh no, I did too. Like when when it, when it happened, like I I was the only one. I swear, laughing in the theater. When You're it, oh, that's sad. Because our theater started laughing. laughing. No, literally, I everyone just sat there and was like, oh, and I was over here like, oh. <laughs> like I was the only one who was fucking like arms up laughing because of how fucking slapstick stupid that was. That, that yeah, was fucking, fucking great, though. He, she's shooting at it. it. He kicks it, and her fucking hand is. We're supposed to believe her hand twists that way, twists back that hard, and pulls the trigger like that. That was fucking slapstick stupid. It was hilarious, dude. Me and me and Steve were talking about that on the way back, and when it, I said that whenever she shoots out the fucking uh, driver's side window, and he turns and looks at her, I said, "You know that Michael looked at her and went, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. The way he fucking kicks that door. Oh. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. And then at the very end, the like three major deaths at the end. That was probably the only thing that I'm looking forward to now with Halloween ends is because of who he killed at the end. Like Yeah. Do we yeah. have anything else to say about Halloween kills? I like the movie as a whole. 
But like the third act on the third act is where yeah, the third act is really good. I I really like like, yeah, I fuck with the third act a lot. So I mean, I don't think Halloween movies be having some good third acts. They do. They do be having some good third acts. But I mean, as a like as. For me, I don't think I have anything else to really say about it. I had a really good time watching this movie. Same. And I'm excited to see what I'm literally I'm excited to see how literally Halloween ends. Yes. So yeah. yeah. That was that's my thing. So yeah. That's anyone else have anything to say about it? No, I enjoyed it. I I, I didn't enjoy it as much as twenty eighteen. But I Same. do think that it's a good follow up. And yeah. I'm excited to see Halloween ends. Mm-hmm. This was this was pretty trash compared to twenty eighteen Halloween, but uh, I'm hoping that Halloween ends is a lot better and that it actually is about as so good you keep as saying, Halloween. You keep saying this movie is trash compared to Halloween twenty eighteen. Yeah. I feel like if Halloween twenty eighteen didn't come out, people would enjoy this movie more. This is true. But because everyone is comparing it to the last one. Well, even they're just not, this film they're not, by itself, they're not enjoying like, it as a movie. Well, I mean, the, it again, it was like some of the plot points were bad. There wasn't as much Lori. She just sat and cried in the hospital the whole time. Well, let me tell you Holy, something. You wouldn't she like was the fucking original. Injured. Let me tell you something. You wouldn't like the original Halloween too if you watched that either. It's the exact fucking thing. I mean, I'm sorry, guys, but the first Halloween is the best out of like. I I mean I'll happily say you're wrong. Oh, I like the first Halloween, obviously, but there are some still there are still some pretty fucking good sequels. Yeah, sure. Like you can't just be. Also, you haven't even seen all the. So you can't have an opinion on this. Oh, bro, I don't need to see all of them. No, no, no. I knew. I knew. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you'd be like, I don't have to see all these movies to know that they're bad. No, the only movie that I will let you pass on that on is Curse of Michael Myers. That one, that deserves the pass on that because it's actually just straight fucking trash. You know, I would love to see Levi's reaction to some guy that's like, yeah, I watched A New Hope. I don't need to watch any of the other Star Wars movies, so the rest of them are ass. Yeah. I feel like he would have a heart attack and be like, no, no, you have to watch all of them. You know, that did happen with our friend Caleb. We, um, so we started watching, showing him all the Star Wars movies for the first time in his whole life about a year ago. We got through all the prequels and we were showing them in like numerical order. And so we got through all the prequels and then we watched A New Hope. And we never finished after that because he said, New Hope was pretty boring, and he didn't like it as much compared to the prequel trilogy. How and much how did, did that, that hurt make you, you feel? <laughs> we we were all in like shock and gasp and disbelief, and we were trying to get him to watch all of them before we went to Disney World because you know Galaxy's Edge at Disney World is modeled after the sequels, unfucking fortunately of all the Star Wars, and he we couldn't even get to those. I mean, as much as we didn't want to get to those, we couldn't get to those, and it was—we were all just in disbelief that we were like, "Wow, you really didn't like a New Hope, and you thought that was worse compared to the entire prequel trilogy." That's pretty fucking like—that's so pretty terrible opinion to have, my friend. Wow, funny. 
Well, you know, that's exactly what this is right here. Oh, it's no, almost it's like not. you shouldn't judge a franchise having only seen one of the movies. Oh, no. No, 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 no. See, we all know Star Wars is superior and Caleb is just wrong, but all these Halloween sequels... Also, you can... You're wrong about the fucking Halloween series. No, I'm not. Let's just, let's just move on. <laughs> Are we doing ratings or no? Because oh, we... yes, yes, ratings, ratings. Levi, give your shitty rating. <laughs> I give Halloween Kills uh, probably like a solid five. 5.0. My guy. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Steven? Oh, uh, okay. Um, I give... Huh. I don't know. I've been, like, trying to think about it. But, um, I mean, I'm right. I think I give Halloween probably, like, a 6.5, maybe? 6.5, 6.5. I'm I'm stuck between six point five and like six point seven. Oh, really? Yeah, because like it's not like the obviously like it's not like the super it's not obviously it's not like the best movie, but it's still pretty good. That's pretty fucking funny because I was gonna give it a six point seven because I'm like because I'm like I'm like it's not as good as Halloween twenty eighteen, but I actually didn't I don't understand why everyone hates it so much. Oh, yeah, so, that is way too fucking high. Six point seven. Damn, boy, I didn't <laughs> fucking ask. <laughs> you never ask. I just don't give a shit. Maybe you <laughs> should get a better taste in horror movies, Mister. I'm about to gush about Paranormal Activity next of kin, <laughs> which you don't need to. I didn't say I was gonna gush over it. God damn. Well. Anyway, that is the next movie to talk about. So, go ahead and talk about it, Levi. Yeah, we're talking about Paranormal Activity Next to Kin, which literally came out today. So, yes, watch what you say, Levi. Yes, it did. So, Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, it is the seventh Paranormal Activity movie in the franchise. And. It was the first one in six years after Ghost Dimension in 2015, which was a pretty shitty film in the franchise. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's still the worst one. Don't get me wrong. Mexican was better than Ghost Dimension, but Ghost Dimension was pretty fucking awful. Okay. <laughs> It oh Steven, you you have to agree. You know it. You know next to Kim. I mean, yeah, than... but like it's not a it's to be it's not a hard bar to clear. Anyways, I'll say, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong, but so Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, it has nothing to do with any of the characters at all from the OG, like from the original six to come out. Like it's got nothing to do with that storyline or those characters whatsoever. Even the marked ones, which was supposed to be a spinoff, still connected to some of the characters in the series, but th- this one, like, it's its own thing, all by itself. And what it is, is this woman, Margot. And she she's a young lady who was given away at a very young age by her mother, Sarah. And what she is currently doing, what the film is, 
is it's still the found footage style for the most part. We'll get to that in a minute, but um, it's still the found footage style where they're filming a documentary. She's wanted to film a documentary of where she came from, where her mother is from, trying to figure out the origins of her past and her family, her biological family. And so she finds out that she's been connected to her biological family is of the Amish community. And so her and two of her best friends, they travel out to this farm, this ranch in the middle of nowhere in Buffalo, New York, where it's like the, it's where her family is. It's her connected family, biological family is that where her mother's from. And of course, it's paranormal activity and it's found footage. So creepy shit goes on, on at this farmhouse at, on this ranch. And uh, paranormal shit ensues and all the spooks and jumps and spectaculars of the paranormal activity uh, begins to be captured on camera while filming a documentary. And that, that's basically the plot of the damn film. So I will say it, it wasn't my favorite paranormal activity movie. Um, I miss it being a part of the original storyline, you know. It still had all the elements of a paranormal activity movie. Like the demonic, like the doors creaking and whatnot. Objects flying, the shaky cam, cameras going in positions where there's figures and whatnot, people creeping up from behind, like tech people making dumb decisions, technology using the internet to like look shit up about demonic possession and whatnot. Um, and it still revolved around demons. I, I did enjoy I appreciated that that we didn't stray away from that. It was still demonic possession and whatnot. Um, still mm-hmm. having to deal with children, demonic possession of children. However, there were some things I was not a fan of in this. Like, it was a surprise that it took place in 2021 because they wore masks at like the airport and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even referenced it. Um, but it was... I, I, I did appreciate that they used the digital... Um, DSLRs and like iPhone cameras and whatnot to film like their documentaries. That's what you would use present day, not the old school camcorders, a big ass like camcorders, you know. Yeah. So I did appreciate that. However, there were some shots where I was like, this isn't documentary or this mm-hmm. isn't handheld or video footage. This is typical general movie shooting, especially towards the end there in the bar. Oh my god. I didn't like that. And neither did I. I hated that. I was like, what is, I was literally like, what is happening now? What is going on? Because there are like two specific scenes that I'm like, I don't like these shots. And it's and it's with the first time they have dinner with everybody. Yes. With like yeah. the slamming on the table, I'm like, I don't fucking like that. 
Yeah, that was very, that was not documentary. That was not found footage style. That was. No, that was just like film style. That was narrative film style. Yeah, and then there's um, there's the scenes at the end when shit starts hitting the fan. And I'm like, no, don't like these either. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a fan. What do you think of the slow-mo stuff? Did, that's what I'm talking about exactly. I didn't fucking like that. Yeah. Some of the slow-mo stuff. I mean, I know we can use slow motion. And they even referenced it, too. And they did it. And they were like, look, we can do slow motion stuff. Like, But I was not which, a fan of And which, in that context, I figured that, like, it might have been an accident. Because, you know, when shit like that happens, I don't think you care what gets pressed as a button. Right. So, like, I, I in... In movie context here, it probably is like, you know, it happened on accident. But in the context of as you're watching it as like a straight up movie, no. I don't no. fucking like that. Yeah, no. It, it was too goofy to get. I was kind of laughing when it happened too. I was like, oh. Yeah. But, oh goodness. Those are like, so those are two things I didn't like as well. What what else did you not care for about in this movie? Um so some of the shot choices. Some of okay, so it's a horror film and it's a paranormal activity film. So they make a bunch of dumbass decisions and choices, of course. Like you have to. Um but there were just for me there was way too many dumbass decisions where I was like mm-hmm. okay you okay you're just doing this so movie can movie with the jump scares and whatnot and yep like with the van and the keys I'm over here like you you can't hotwire the son of a bitch like earlier you were able to pick a lock on a door and you can't hotwire a goddamn van <laughs> Which I, oh my god, I had a, I already had a comment about that line, about that like line, not the about van, but like the, the yeah, the, the the lock picking because earlier <laughs> they make a joke about it, but then he does it in like the next scene. I'm like, you doing this in a scene takes away from the fucking joke that you made earlier. Yeah. I was curious when that line happened. I was like, I wonder what Steven thought about that. Like, yeah, and, no, the 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 initial line made me laugh. Yeah, but then, but then like later, but then later it it like the the line is just like it doesn't matter that you said that now. No, it. Yeah. But yeah, and the, then they do, and then like going down into the damn well, like the uh-huh. low ground. When she like when she when she just stands there and thinks for a minute, then she's like, "Fuck it, I'm going down." I'm like, "Hell no!" Literally anybody else in the fucking world, like as soon as you see that and you push it over and you open the damn thing and see how far it goes, literally anyone else in the world would be like, "Nope, I'ma head out." Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, but I mean, movie has to movie, and movie has to just include people doing the most dumbest shit. Oh, I So, yeah. For me, like, the moment in my... Because there's always that... For me, there's always a moment in the film where if something happens and it's too it's too creepy or too much, I go, 
nope, I'm going to head out right now. Literally, I'm packing my bags and shit. For me, the moment in, the, in this movie it was, was when she went up into the room that had the locks on it. Bro, um, I, yeah, that scene, I was like, no. Like, once you, once you get there, and once you find that certain note that she finds, I would have been like, nope, we're leaving the next day. See, I didn't, I, I didn't mind her going up into the room with the locks and then finding the note because literally this entire movie that whole scene of her up in the room was the was best the, scene yes that was classic paranormal activity like that was the only thing that reminded me so much of classic paranormal activity but it was for me it was during that scene when she finds the door behind the dresser mm-hmm. for me that is the point where I'm like nope i'm gonna head out like i don't even open the door and see what's on the other side i just find the door behind the dresser and i'm like "Uh uh-uh i'm out (laughs) bye-bye yeah and i mean i would have i would have also been like nope we're just leaving tomorrow but then the movie kept going and i'm like man this movie doesn't need to keep going but oh yeah um yeah what's up no i'm just saying like yeah and then but like the Van's battery dying. I mean that that's horror movie. That's a horror movie trope. So I'm not surprised by like the whole oh no the battery is dead. I know, but I I was just like oh you gotta be kidding me now. Like of course the battery dies and they're stuck staying Mm -hmm. here and like yeah, but honestly, like I'm gonna say this. I noticed you liked that it was um that they like update the they updated some of the stuff for it, and I didn't mind it, but it, I mean it, it was very jarring in the beginning. I yes, I will say I thought the movie had a rocky start, but mm-hmm. I, I thought it had a rocky start, but then it got better. Yeah, and then, and then the very end. Like literally the very the very end. like the 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 third act I was like okay here we fucking go yes like the whole second act the entire middle of the film is good mm, but it's the the first I, act is rock oh you disagree her I I dis I disagree Gary I disagree <laughs> like the first. The first act, I was like, "Who, Jesus? This is uh, this yeah, is gonna man. be a slog." And then the second act didn't really get better for me, really? or at least it took at least to me it took lo- it took a lot longer for it to get to where it was going. Because okay. I, of course, like I, I've seen all of them. I know what the fucking plot and technique is, but right. like. Holy shit! It for me, it just took much longer to get to where we were going. I think, and I think, what bothers me too was it's it's my own fault because I did not realize that this movie was not solely a part of the um of the first six movies. I thought that it was um I thought that it was. A part of those six, I was like, "Where is the connection at?" 
Okay. And I was waiting. I was I spent like a good chunk of the movie just waiting for a connection to pop up, okay. just like how um it happens with the Mark and ones. Mark ones. The Mark ones in his own movie for a while, but then there's like that one very, incident that happens. Yeah, at the that very starts the to make ones. it that starts to pull it in together. And I was mm-hmm. waiting for that to happen. I honestly it didn't. was too. I, I I was a little disappointed. Like this was completely separate, all on its own. Like I dead ass was expecting it to tie in somehow to the OG storyline. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like after seeing how it ends and whatnot, I'm like it honest, and that's why that's why I'm saying that the third act really pulled, really brings me back into it because the first act I was like, nope. The second act I was like, also, eh. But then halfway through the second act, and then the third one, I was like, yep. Here we go. It it um it starts to it starts to do it for me. And that's kind of when you realize that this is gonna be its own movie. Mm-hmm. And that's where and that's what I like. I do like when things I like when it's become when it becomes its own movie because it just works and things then make a little bit more sense because you're not supposed to think that they're gonna be in the same universe, right? Well, not say even like in the same uh, I guess timeline per se, because there's still yeah. a chance that this all wrapped back around. Did I'm trying to think because one and two took place in oh god 2006, 2006 2007. That's when the first one and the first and the second one take place. Mm-hmm. And the third one goes to 88. The yep. fourth one. That takes the place in 2011? It, yeah, the fourth one is also whenever that whenever that movie was made is when that one takes place. Okay, because that came out in 2012. And I believe so it, it, took takes, place, it took place, it takes place in 2012. 2011-2012, yeah. Okay. And, and then, then Mark once does the same thing. Yes takes place present day and then ghost dimension was that also no ghost i think ghost dimension hops back a little bit okay because ghost dimension is not in um it's not 2015 but i think it's like 2011 like around the time period of the fourth one yeah it's like around that it's around that kind of same time so yeah so it so they so yeah it makes sense and also like I I don't care about Ghost Dimension, but Ghost Dimension at least explains why older camera. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I like that. It took me a while, but I do enjoy that. Um, that next of kin has an updated set of technology, although it doesn't really get used that much for the movie, per se. I know they they had a drone. And the GoPro didn't get used until they went like, down. Until so they went down into that place, yeah. They used they used the drone for actual drone footage, but nothing scary. No. That Which was I mean, I'm true. not surprised. When uh, they were at the hotel, you know, and the bathroom, and the window, and the kid jumps up, and everything. 
I did not mm-hmm. care for that. That was too much of a gimme, like trying to jump scare you. Like it was Yeah. It was too and, on the nose. Yeah. And honestly, another problem that I do have is the fact that there's not a lot of paranormal activity for a paranormal activity movie. No. It's it like typical all just, like it's it all cult. just Yeah. And I trust me. I fucking love cult shit. Like, in movies like this, I enjoy cult things. Like, Midsummer. You know I like Midsummer. You also know I like Predatory, which is also turns into a cultist movie at the end. Right. And the segment I was telling you about um, VHS 2, more cult shit. Cult, they, when horror takes on cult stuff, they do it really well. But this one is just like, man, this just this one just kind of misses the fucking mark. I know. Oh, that's, wow. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like up in the bedroom with like the locked door, like Sarah's old bedroom, mm-hmm. what it was. That was the only scene that reminded me that was like true classic paranormal activity. Paranormal activity. And yeah, that and was then, it. And then there was the one scene, the one night. Uh, where she couldn't wake the two boys up, and she got yeah, dragged that. out. That that was the only other scene that was classic mm-hmm. paranormal activity. Otherwise, everything else was it was all cult stuff. Yeah. Which I mean, and... Paranormal Activity three, and even four, like they end in, being in a cult, cult stuff. But like, if this one, this one is is the fact that three and four are a lot more supernatural and then have the cult thing. Yes. Next of Kin has, like, Next of Kin has cult and then supernatural. Yeah. Or, I don't know, I wouldn't even say that. I'd say Next of Kin, it was a cult all the way through. I don't that, know. That, would... you know, I'll, I'll give you that. Like, there, were, to me, it was just the two scenes. That was like supernatural, but like like you said, with three and four, like the entire movies of three and four were supernatural. It wasn't until the very end of both those movies where it was cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously, like it gets there because it it gets there via plot things, and I'm not going to tell you how it gets to that. Right, but it it goes and literally, like I said, the first like it. Once it hits, like, once it hits that change and goes into, like, a more, like, horror route, I was like, man, this is actually working for me. And, um, I mean, no one's really going to understand this because no one, like, I know that, like, y'all aren't the biggest fan of horror games either, but, like, Mm -hmm. I was sitting at the end of the movie and I'm like, this is giving me some fucking Resident Evil vibes right here at the end. Because mm-hmm. at the end, it's just like, a, at the end, it's just a lot of chaos and whatnot and just just lots of things happening. And okay. it, it, it works. It works for, it, the, it, it's why the ending worked for me. It was just like, I'm getting some Resident Evil vibes and I really did like that. So yeah, I that was something I was able to work with and I really liked. However, you know, the end of it was just like, yeah, whatever. I did not like the ending of this. 
the very oh, end. Oh, no. The very end, I don't fucking like either. Yeah, when the end happens, it's just like, yeah, I I see what they're trying to do. However, it's, it, I don't know, it's not my cup of tea. And I think that also goes into the fact that, like I was saying, there's a chance that this could all still wrap itself back around to the mainline series. I was going to ask, do you think there's going to be, you think they're going to make another one? Let's see. Yeah, they are. With how that that ended, yes, they're going to make another one. And Uh, I don't know. And honestly, I don't know if it'll connect to the next one. I don't know if it'll connect to the main line. If it does, that's fine. If it doesn't, that's also okay. I don't care if it um, blend, I don't care if it works that way or if it doesn't. Either way, I think it's still going to be a pretty good time. Especially if they learn from what they did with this one. I think if they if they fix their like little mis- if they fix what I didn't like about this and they can work on that for an eighth one, I think they're good. Yeah, I would. I'd somewhat agree, but I I don't know. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what they'll do with an eighth one. Like based on how this one ends, where they'll go. I kind of hope it does because there definitely can be a sequel. But I kind of yeah. do hope it ties back around to the OG storyline because mm-hmm. I I do kind of miss that. Even though, or unless this is their way of like starting fresh, all new, brand new, like rebooting the Paranormal Activity franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because I feel like they would have... I feel like if this was more of a reboot, they would have marketed it as such, but they didn't. They just said, this is the seventh movie in the franchise. So I feel like it might... I don't know. Well, the other problem with this movie was um, it was branded and it uh, came out on Paramount Plus, a streaming service, and not in the theater. Yeah, and... Honest, after looking up why it came out on Paramount Plus, because I was very, I did not know why they did it. And after looking it up, I was like, uh, that makes sense, but you are isolating a lot of people from seeing this movie. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it's, be, it's because they did not want it to, it because this was gonna, if, if that didn't happen, it would have stayed. Uh, it would have we would have had to wait until 2022 to get this movie because that's when they were planning to release this in theaters was next year. Yeah, and honestly, I think that they should have waited. I did. I like. Did I enjoy seeing this movie? Yes. However, I feel like. Obviously, they're not going to make a lot of money with this one, which if they don't, I don't think it'll bode well for getting an eighth movie. I mean, they just got to hope it brings in subscribers. And that, I don't think, it, I don't, honestly, I don't think it's going to bring in a lot because this mean, movie it's... was barely, this movie was barely promoted. It, Yeah, it was. Like, I, when I found out that it was coming out this year, I remember texting you and it was like a it was like what August or it was even last month September. It was September. Where, yeah, where I found out, I was like, Stephen, the new paranormal activity comes out next month. And we were both just like, "What? They're doing a new one already?" 
I I knew they were doing a new one, but I didn't know it came out like this month, this soon, this like so early. Yeah, but they did. And with these, I mean, with these films, like it's easy to green light the next one because with found mm-hmm. footage films, they don't even cost millions of dollars. They they don't even cost ten digits worth of thousands of dollars. They they cost like eight thousand, five thousand dollars. Well, with this cheap. update, and I feel like they they definitely have gone the prices, the budget of these movies have increased with the more that they have come out. Oh yeah, but I feel like the... this one had a bigger budget, especially with the fact that the updated cameras and whatnot. That is true. That is true. But even but, but even with the price going up, like it's still cheap. Like they're we we don't go into the millions. We don't even you don't even go above like thirty. You don't even go above like twenty five thousand. With these I mean, types I think of... they, and I'm pretty sure they have. I'm pretty sure some appearance here they they have like gone up into the millions for a budget. No, they that's way too far for this type of film. That's way too fucking much going into. A oh million. no, you're absolutely right. So I'm pretty sure they have. Oh yeah, I don't. I can't. I cannot see like. Paramount would not green light a paranormal, a found footage type film. They would not let a found footage type film get a million dollars to be made. Even though if it was released in the theaters, like these films make like 50, 30 million their opening weekend. Like they get the profit right off the mm-hmm. bat. What are your yeah. ratings? <laughs> yeah, I'll worry, about to, I'll worry about to say if we don't have anything else to say about the movies, we should definitely get to the ratings. We can just. Uh... Get ready to talk about the next movie. So, last movie of the night. Yeah, last Phantom. movie of the night. I will give Paranormal Activity next of kin probably a 5.4. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> You're gonna give that a higher rating than Halloween Kills. I will. I will. Next to Ken was better than Halloween Kills. That's bullshit. That no. Is, that is that is such bullshit. <laughs> no. No, sir. No, sir. Paranormal Activity Next of Ken gets a five point four from Levi. Jesus Christ. Honestly. <laughs> like the rating I give um this movie, man, I haven't really even like thought about it that much, but it's like a I don't like this movie that much until the very end, and that's not good at all. See, you and I are the opposite. We we both agree on the first, like the beginning of the film, but then we're like flip flop when it comes to the middle and the ending of the film. <laughs> Yeah, like, I gotta give this, like, a 5, like, a 4.9, a 5. Okay. I I really don't. That's fair. And maybe, and maybe <laughs> now that I know that it's not, like, that it's, like, a different, that it's not fully connected, I might watch it again and think of it differently. But as of right now, no, not really. So, okay. Yeah. So now that we're done with that, we can talk about our biggest movie of the night. Sand Hump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
get it because dunes are they're yes, sand yes, pumps. I, Levi. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is what Brendan has been waiting for all night. Yeah. Let's talk about the so, spin off the Tatooine. God damn it. So <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna talk about Dune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, newest, the newest movie from my favorite director, Denis Villeneuve. Dune is an adaptation of a book of the same name. Um and it follows basically the plot of Dune is that the planet Arrakis um, is basically like the mining planet uh, for the galaxy um, where they mine spice, which is used for ships to use for inter- to, like interplanetary travel. Um, basically, they use it to power their ships. And that planet is ruled by the Harkonnens. They are the ones that are mining all of the spice for the emperor and for the, for the galaxy. And the emperor decides uh, to have the Harkonnens leave the planet Arrakis so that it can now be controlled by, be controlled by house Atreides um, led by Leto Atreides played by Oscar Isaac. And the main focus of the of the plot is Leto's son, Paul Atreides, played by Timothy Chalamet, and showing basically how he is destined to be more than just the heir to House Atreides, and how harsh the planet Arrakis can be. And that's pretty much the plot of Dune. Um, as you know, it's no surprise. I'm probably the biggest Denis Villeneuve fan in this, in this podcast. Uh Uh-huh. So I was very much looking forward to this movie. Little concerned for it because of, uh, the last movie made by David Lynch and how it wasn't, uh, that good. (laughs) Yeah. Um... But I had hopes that if any director could pull this movie off, it would be Denis Villeneuve. And I'm happy to say that he did. I think that he did a really good job adapting the book, uh, making the movie, uh, casting the right people for the right roles. I think that he did a good job. Um very ambitious for it to be called part one whenever the title first appears on the screen doing part one Mm -hmm. got me very excited very excited um i will say i think that it's a little slow in some parts um a lot of that just has to do with the world building though um especially in the beginning, the world building can be a little bit slow at times, but uh, they do a good job of 
of actually letting you understand this universe that is being built mm-hmm. um, that you're being dropped into. Um, they take they take the time to explain things and to show things so that you understand how they work. Um, I I don't know. I think that they did a really good job. The visual effects as well, I thought were really good. Um, the story itself, I mean, it does feel like a part one because it is a part one. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God they said that they are making part two. Because with the way that this movie ended, I just wanted to see more of it. Same. Um, I think Timothy Chalamet did a good job as Paul. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson did a great job as Lady Jessica. Oscar <laughs> Isaac did a great job as a as Lido Atreides. Um, I really bought into the relationship that he had with Paul, him and Timothy Chalamet. I, to me, this was honestly, I thought it was his most well paced film out of everything he's done because this and prisoners but even prisoners there are some parts in prisoners where it does feel a little long but for the most part prisoners is a pretty well-paced two and a half hour film and i thought this was too i thought Dune was a very well-paced two and a half hours but Hmm. then it's films like his other films like sicario arrival and Blade Runner 2049, those do feel long, especially when Sicario and Blade Runner, they're both under two. Well, Sicario is like exactly at two hours and Arrival's a little less than two hours, but those feel long. And then Blade Runner being at two hours, 45 minutes. Yeah, it feels like two hours, 45 minutes. See, I to me, Blade Runner doesn't feel like two hours, 45 minutes. Oh, no. that 2049 that movie, doesn't feel that way to me. That movie feels Sicario, long. Sicario feels long. Though. Sicario does take forever. And Arrival does, too. I'm sorry to say. I, Arrival takes forever. I don't, I don't feel like Arrival does, either. Uh, I, I, I maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's just the fanboy in me. Maybe it's my bias, but... I I'll say this though, even though Blade Runner twenty forty nine does feel pretty long, it, it it's fine because the original Blade Runner was felt, also long. Was <laughs> long. It, and that that movie was an hour and fifty minutes, and that felt long. But I, that's the style of Blade Runner. It's supposed yeah. to feel long, so that's that's why like that that movie kind of gets a pass but Sicario and Arrival it's like oh my god we can we 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 can speed this up a little bit like yeah so yeah i think i don't got much else i don't think i got much else to say no. i i very much enjoyed dune and i'm excited i thought it was a great part 1 Yes. Yes, it was. I'm excited for for part two in two years. October 20th, 2023. Exclusively in movie theaters with the 45-day window. I'm just hoping he gets to finish out his trilogy like he wants. 
I don't think I don't think it's gonna be a trilogy. I think it's just gonna be the two parts. He's wanting to make it a trilogy. I know, but when they originally talked, it was just gonna be split into two movies, and I think that's what they're gonna stick with. I only time will tell. We'll we'll see, but I I feel like that is how because when they first talked, like that. Uh, when but they here's, first talk, here's they the said thing. it was just gonna be two movies. They can say that. But look at the look at the praise that Dune is getting and look at the money it's making. It's making decent money. It's not making phenomenal money, but it's making It's decent money, especially for right now. For right now. That that is one thing Dune can say is um Dune had the best opening weekend for a Warner Brothers film. In during the pandemic, not, between 2020 and 2021, so not just this year, both years so far, it's had the best opening weekend for a Warner Brothers film. Yeah, mm-hmm. so making so. 40 mil. But even with that, because right now worldwide it's only made 200 and like 20 mil. Its budget was 160, so it's it's broke even for the most part because it made its money back with the budget plus the marketing, advertising, distribution and all that. So it's yeah. it hasn't it hasn't made a profit yet, but it's made it's break it's broken even. Um that's why I feel like it took it took a few days for legendary to make up their minds that they were going to green light it for a part 2. Let me tell you man, seeing that fucking tweet. Oh man, it was that's so sweet. seeing that was so good. Oh <laughs> my god. And seeing the the screen, I mean, Dune Part Two. I mean, we we all knew it was gonna come. It was just a matter of time when Legendary was gonna green light it because like Warner Brothers was ready to go too, but it was it was up to Legendary to make the final decision. So mm. I'm just glad that this isn't another Blade Runner 2049 scenario, and I'm glad that that oh, Denis I... is getting getting some money. <laughs> yeah, that. This is the biggest opening weekend of his career, too, of all of his films that yeah. have come out. Like, this was the biggest opening weekend for him because Blade Runner, that, that was a box office flop. That dis- Which is so sad. It's such a good movie. That is so disappointing. Because that, that movie was projected to make, like, 50 mil its opening weekend, and it only made 30. It made 20 million less. That is a big fucking chunk of money it lost out on. And yeah. then... But then Dune here, like, even I was surprised and happy because I was expecting dead ass for this film to make no more, no more than 30 mil its opening weekend. And when they were projecting it the week following up, they were like 35 mil max. And I was like, oh, damn, that's better than what I was expecting with the HBO Max, like, day and date release. And then it went on to make, and then it, the final count was like 40 mil. And I was like, shit, that's it. That is so much better than what I thought, than what we thought it was going to do. Yeah. And, and it's it's getting such praise, too, which I'm also very happy for. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not just making money. It's well-received yeah. by a majority of people, oh, which yeah. is very... Uh, I'm happy for my boy, for my boy, <laughs> Denise. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, he is not he is not disappointed yet. He has not had a bad movie yet. Mm-mm. Well, 
if we don't have anything else to really say, should we give our rating? Real quick. Uh huh. I have kind of two things, but they're pretty much the same about okay. Dune. There's one one thing in the movie that does throw me off and it's a character reveal near the end of the movie a character does something that changes the course of the movie I don't want to say what it is yet just because we kind of avoided spoilers for the most part so I don't want to throw them in right now yeah but I think you know what I'm saying uh, yes, a, and a I character. have, and I have something to say about that too. I have something to say about that as well. Yeah, um, and they cut out a scene with this character that, mm-hmm. that foreshadows that. Yeah, and hints towards that. And I wish they wouldn't have cut that. Also, having read 160 pages of the book. <laughs> Um, I've only read 160 pages of the book, but I do plan on finishing it now. Um, that is known about that character first thing. Like, there's a chapter from this character's point of view where this character says, I'm going to do this for this mm-hmm. reason. And you're like, oh, shit. So we're just going right out and saying this. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, that is that scene that was taken out I read in the book. So I Mm -hmm. I was waiting for that scene in the beginning of the movie and it never happened. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's, where's this? And then when that scene happens at the end, I'm like, okay, well I know that this happens because I read like 160 pages of the book, but there was no foreshadowing of this whatsoever. Like there was no mention of this arc with this character at all. So yeah. I wish they would have kept that scene in the in the movie. Yeah, but, I don't know why they cut it out. I don't know. But yeah, like but cutting that one scene out changes a whole lot of things. Yeah. It makes what that character does come out of left field Mm -hmm. which I don't know if they did that to like surprise the audience as well so that you're as surprised as the characters in the movie yeah what but I feel like they definitely should have kept in the scene showing the motivation of that yeah they should have But... but anyway that's like the one only other criticism I have in the yeah. book, I got as far as the first worm attack. Worm attack. That's huh. it. That's as far as I got. <laughs> damn. And so then, like, once that happened, I was like, damn, I don't have a single clue what the fuck is going on. Well, if you don't have anything else to say, we should give our ratings. Who wants to start? Uh, Levi can start. I would give Dune a solid 8.0 out of 10. Solid 8. Hmm. 
All right, Steven. Um, ooh, okay. I I give Dune an 8.5. I give Dune an 8.8. Oh, that's that's a little Okay, 8.5 is like like that's where I draw the line. Eight point eight's a little too high. I'm wait like legit now that they've greenlit it. I'm waiting for the the next months, uh, that the the next months that uh the cast of Doom Part Two will come out. Yeah, yeah. I'm real excited to see who's gonna be fucking in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, do we know? Did Josh Brolin's character? Mm-hmm. Did he die? I don't know. I can assume. I'm assuming so. Yeah, we, I would assume I'll that let he you, did. I'll let you know when I read more of the book. Because we <laughs> never like it. To me, unless I see it, unless you see it happen on screen, then it's official that they died. Yeah. But we don't know because he just ran with the army. Like yeah. trade us are into the uh the Baron's army. So it Yeah. And that was the last time we saw it was they just ran into each other and started fighting. We don't know what happened to Josh Brolin's character. Yeah. I I'm like it it would be as of now it'll be safe to assume that yes, he died in the fight, but I can yeah. see it being that he didn't now. Same. I, uh, I can see it being like he didn't die in the fight. And he switched sides. No. I can see it. I can see, like, he's back or, like, it's a surprise. And he tries to convince Paul, like, join us. It doesn't have to be this way. I've seen the other side. I've seen their views. and You should join us. I'll let you know when I finish the book. (laughs) Next year. When I finish the book. We have another episode wrapped in checked into the books. Yep. And on I mean on that note, signing off, I'm Steven. I'm Brendan. And I'm Levi. And this has been the Cinemaniacs. Have a good day. Slash night. Whenever you listen. Yes. 